0: This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for The Breakfast Show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app.
1: And I'm Mon Galash and that's Lyle Southwell and this is The Breakfast Show and I'm looking at Lawson and Walters through the glass. How are you doing, Lawson? Lawson's in the studio giving us a thumbs up. He's serenading producer Shell, shall I feel for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not bad. He's not bad on the guitar. It's nice for him to drop by right in the studio. Um, Lyle. Yes. It seems neither of us have gotten a knife and a plate to chop up our black orange. Oops. Hey, Lawson. How did we get
0: that distract? Yes, Lawson. Lawson,
1: why you're here. There is a reason
0: why you are here. Why
1: you're visiting the studio. Would you mind getting us a plate and a knife so we can chop up these black oranges? We'll let you have some as well. Are they cool? oranges? These oranges that look
0: like um, week-old guacamole.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's a bit shocked. For those of you who
0: weren't here at the beginning of The Breakfast Show, um, shame on you, but (laughs) um, Mon has brought in... Black oranges.
1: Yes, indeed. we're going to find out what they look
0: like on the inside. Are they the same color on the inside? On the outside, they look like weak old guacamole. That's, what, that's what do my... you
1: think they're going to look like on the inside? But you can sort of see see
0: that little piece of orange there. It looks yeah, like it's been yeah. painted, and they missed a spot.
1: <laughs> Reminds me of like. But Alice, they shouldn't call these oranges Alice in Wonderland, where they're they should call the roses these red.
0: Um, death balls. They look like death. Don't you think they look they, like death? They're
1: not. They're not visually attractive. No.
0: I don't think they'll sell well unless they are just ridiculous ridiculously sweet. Well, they
1: are called although, dulce dulce navel's, which means sweet. So sweet navel's. They must be quite sweet.
0: Although they they uh, there are other fruit around the world that, if you'd never seen them before, you'd think it was the most ugly thing on the planet. Right, right, yeah. And they actually turn out to be delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever tried durian?
1: Lyle, that's not one of them. <laughs> I don't have to try durian. I have to smell durian. I know it's not going to be good.
0: <laughs> Apparently, if you eat durian while holding your nose, it's amazing. I've just never eaten it while holding that my nose. That sounds crazy. Thank you, Which, Lawson. Um, doesn't seem in. to. Uh, you can join us it if you amazing. like, Lawson. Yeah. Okay, so uh, <coughs> yeah, why not, Lawson? Jump there All on the right. microphone.
1: Lawson, what what color do you reckon this is going to be when I cut it open?
0: By the way, while we're cutting this um, orange open,
1: not a great color. <laughs> Your mic's already on.
0: Hello. Hello, Lawson's here. Um, So, just in case you're wondering why Lawson is here, it's because Lawson and I are going to spend some time this morning uh, working on prophetic code seminar that will be coming up in September in Raymond Terrace. You! twentieth of September. Be there. Oh, she's cutting it open. Let's see what it is.
1: What color is this?
0: It's orange. Oh, it's orange. <laughs> that is so
1: disappointing. It's, it's just like, regular orange. Oh, Call me it.
0: surprised. <laughs> All they've done is paint it. They've just put a coat of paint on the outside. Oh. And they've charged <laughs> charge you extra money for it.
1: That's so disappointing. That's expensive you know when coat you, like
2: of paint, right paint eggshells. That's kind of what this that's shop like.
1: robbed me. This is it like looks a, juicy. I got this from a, like a, a fancy gourmet fruit and veg
0: shop. get <laughs> <laughs> all
1: kinds of wonderful and weird things. And they've I got dipped it, it.
0: They have dipped it <laughs> in a large bowl. It's like a
1: toffee apple. It's like a black orange. Weak
0: old guacamole. <laughs> Let it soak into the skin for a while, and that's it.
1: Oh man, I was really hoping it'd be black inside. I bought dragon fruit from this Sad. shop. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh they good? and there was the biggest juiciest like you know how you just look at a fruit you know it's a quality piece of fruit and it's going to taste amazing. It was the best looking dragon fruits I've ever seen. As opposed to do you know, I want to buy 3 of them. And then like I was talking about my grocery shopping for the week and so I went through the checkout and like my bill was really high and I was like, "Oh, what's that all about?" But I didn't have time and I had a queue behind me, so I just went home and read the receipt at which point I realized it was dragon fruits were ten dollars each.
0: Oh, ouch! Ten dollars for one piece of fruit. Oh.
1: I spent thirty bucks.
0: Were they good though?
1: Yeah, they were, I mean, they were good. I mean, they were the best I've ever had. But, but were they ten
2: bucks? No, definitely
1: not ten bucks good. No, 10 bucks good. <laughs> they were like four bucks good. <laughs> they weren't ten bucks. All right,
0: good. we need to get to our Bible study, guys. Enough talking about uh, oranges and this strange dragon um, fruit piece of orange that we have in front of us mm-hmm. that just looks disgusting on the outside but looks really good on the inside it does look really good on the inside. Uh, it looks amazing it better be sweet uh we'll try it during the next song break give us a clue give us a clue for quizmon who we am i mm-hmm. clue
1: number three the chief priests and pharisees requested that i make jesus's tomb secure for three days
0: 1-800-324-843 is the number to that easy clue um, or text us on 0491 064 669 if you uh, know the answer to it. All right, so we need to uh, we need to go to our Bibles. We need to jump into our Bible study. Um, we're going to talk about a recurring call to justice today, and we're going to begin in, uh, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 8. Hey, first I read Samuel, first chapter, Samuel
2: chapter nine this morning, so I'm I'm tracking. I'm, so, so, I'm so you, you were
0: you were reading um, chapter eight yesterday? Yeah,
3: there I'm you right. go. So I
0: know what's up. Well, I
1: was reading. So, probably so why did you
0: tell us you read chapter nine? You what, just said, "Hey, I read that yesterday."
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I just wanted to prove that I read my Bible every day because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> that's important. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, it is. All right, first Samuel chapter eight. Yep. Where are we going to be reading from? Uh, let's start. What, is, what does verse 5 say? Oh. And said to him, look, you are old and your sons not walk in your way." Okay, back up, back up, back back up, back up, back up. <laughs> we need some context.
0: Give some context.
2: <laughs> let's start, start, from,
0: from, start from verse 1. Why let's not? Just, let's just uh, start from verse 1.
2: The Bible says in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 8, and verse 1, Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. Um, they were judges of Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took, bribe, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said, Look, you are old, oh, rough gig, and your sons did not walk in your ways. Now make us a king, to judge us like all the nations.
0: Okay, so Samuel is retiring uh, from the position of being judge of Israel. (coughs) What has been the government structure for the nation of Israel up until this point? A theocracy, right? A theocracy. Mon, what is a theocracy?
1: So, Theo, like being in in reference to God, so it it was run by judges who basically were... Communicating with God, yeah. The okay, spokesman, yeah.
0: spokesman for God, so mm-hmm. to speak. Okay, so up until this point, Israel had never had a king.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they had never had, you know, one individual who was a head of state. They had a judiciary, <coughs> but they did not have a head of state. Samuel comes along, and Samuel, you know, um, he grew up in the home of Eli. Eli raised his. Two sons, and his two sons were a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were corrupt. Uh, they took bribes. Mm. They would basically sleep with uh, any of the women that they could get their hands on. That steal the sacrifice. That steal the sacrifices. Um, you did not want to go there if you were a woman, um, an attractive woman, to offer a sacrifice because you'd be hit on right there in the <laughs> temple precinct. That <laughs> oh, was basically geez. where. Um, Definitely rough. This was where Eli's um, sons were at, and Samuel grows up in that home. Mm. He's a different kettle of fish, um, and you know God uses him from a very young age. He becomes a prophet of a very, very young person. He has a couple of sons of his own, and he seems to have probably learnt parenting from Eli mm. because his sons seem to be almost as bad. But he appoints them as judges over Israel, and this is not a good idea. He should have seen through that and recognized these guys are simply not qualified. Mm. Uh, They are not the people who should be running this place, and it should not have been the elders of Israel coming to Samuel and saying, we need to fire these guys. Mm. It should have been Samuel standing up and saying, okay, we need to find somebody else to be a judge because these guys are not qualified. Exactly. Um, This is where... You have, uh this is the problem you have when parents are too soft on their kids. Um, and the kids are irresponsible and the parents are not prepared to do anything about it. And Samuel needed to be doing something about it. And because Samuel didn't do anything about it, then the elders get together and you say, you know what, we need to do something about this. Um, well, you know, the model we have up until this point is the model of a theocracy. Let's go to a... um
3: Monarchy
0: hmm. Why do you think That they wanted to move From the theocracy To the monarchy Well they say It's because everyone Around them That's what they're doing Okay so everybody else Does it so yeah. therefore It must be right
2: I think up to this point Like I imagine The Philistines Had a Probably oh, yeah. a monarchy They, and they had, a had a monarchy just had This experience Of like Egypt getting had a monarchy. Smashed by, like, all the nations around them. But that was because of their unfaithfulness. But they wanted to use monarchy Yeah, as they're, like
1: they're always trying to, like... They're always looking at the people around them, trying mm. to be like them.
0: <laughs> monarchy was basically the only gov- type of government that existed in those days. Mm. The theocracy that they had in Israel was very, very unique. It was something that, you know, should have been a shining light to the ancient world. Like, here is a nation... That is government under God Their constitution comes directly from God They don't need to you know, have a king over them They, they recognise that God is their king uh, But here they come to Samuel and say You know what, we want to have a king over us
1: You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio
0: Yes, apart from having they rubbed uh, salt in the wound and told Samuel that he was too old to do it anymore.
3: <laughs> that's such maybe, a rough maybe, gig. maybe,
0: uh, maybe they were just saying, "Hey, you've retired." Maybe that was just the old way of saying, "Hey, you've retired," which is respectful. Look, maybe it was you respectful are old. in that culture.
2: <laughs> like that's just like,
0: <laughs> straight away. Look, you are old.
2: Like imagine that would just be the worst. Like it's like doing my job, you know. And look, you are old. Find us a king. Like, <laughs> such a rough king. <laughs>
0: like, sorry. Anyway, sorry samuel I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this uh amuses, amuses <laughs> us this morning okay so uh keep reading for us there uh, mon your turn
1: uh, which verse did we get up to
0: we got to the end of verse five
1: end of verse five samuel was displeased with their request and went to the lord for guidance do everything they say to you the lord replied for it is me they are rejecting not you they don't want me to be their king any longer Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they're giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them.
0: Okay, so uh, what was God's ideal for the nation of Israel?
1: Not to, to have a king.
0: To not have a king, to be a very unique and different nation, to be a light to the world, to be um, somebody that is uh, yeah, a nation that is incredibly unique, but it doesn't. Um event, you know, it lasts for a while and, and because of the rebellion against God it doesn't work so well and here they're like, you know what, we're gonna rebel against God again and we're just gonna have a king. Um mm. you know you can see why Samuel was really hurt by this. Yeah. Mm. He's been rejected, his children have been rejected, the elders have basically walked in and fired them. Mm. You'd feel sore. You would yeah. particularly after you've been told that you were old. Um and how does God respond? Does God come along and say, Hey, you know what? Um, I'm being booted out of my position here, um, therefore I'm going to get really upset with these people and pour fire and brimstone down on top of them. Is that how God no, responds? No, he lets
1: them have what he wants, but he warns them about how it's going to be. And, and, uh, and his, you know, his warnings were not without reason. I mean, the kings were, in that time could be despotic and, and murderous and horrendous.
0: Mm. Absolutely, and you place a, you place a, an ultimate monarch. You know, uh, ultimate power is ultimately corrupting. We know how that goes, and that was the position that a king was, um, and that's that's how they functioned. Was this something that was outside of the constitution of Israel? So Israel had a constitution uh, under the theocracy. And was a king something that did not fit within their constitution? Was there no provision within the constitution of Israel for the position of a king? I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Lawson's being very, very careful here.
1: I don't understand the question.
0: Okay, so when you read the laws of Israel and the laws of the theocracy, Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, did those laws...
1: Was there room for a king?
0: Yeah, was there room for a king? Well, I think about yeah. the Ten
2: Commandments and it starts... Yeah, more than the Ten Commandments. It starts there. Yeah, Because yeah, the
0: obviously Ten the Ten Commandments don't talk about whether or not you should have a king. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I'm like... But, but you know, it starts off with I am the Lord, your God. You know, God makes it very clear from the outset that, hey, like, I'm your ruler. I'm the one who brought you from slavery. I'm, I will the, I'm the one who will lead and guide you. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I don't think that there would have been any laws broken had they gotten a king in they could have still kept all the same laws that they were keeping under the theocracy. Also Uh their king.
0: I'm going to show you guys something amazing. Provided
1: that king was consecrated to God.
0: Prepare to have your brains melted. Oh, here we go. You ready for
1: this, Lawson? Ooh,
0: where are we? (laughs) I lost (laughs) her. Oh, I was right here. Where did it go? It's in Deuteronomy. Go to Deuteronomy. Okay. (laughs) Go to Deuteronomy. And go to Deuteronomy chapter 17. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Let me see here. And start reading for us, Laws, and I think it's your turn in verse 14. So Deuteronomy chapter 17, starting from verse 14. Let's read the Constitution, oh, of, or this, part of the Constitution. This section
2: is subtitled Principles of Governing Kings. There you go. When you come to the land which the Lord your God is giving you, and possesses it, and dwell in it, and say, I will set a king over me like all the nations around me. You shall surely
0: set a king over you whom the Lord, your God, chooses. Okay, let's stop there. Who gets to choose the king? (laughs) God. God gets to choose the king. Did God know the end from the beginning? Yeah. Did Did he know the future? (laughs) Did he even know the words that they would use? (laughs) Yes. Okay, and so when you look at this passage here, let's let's, let's give some context to it because they come and say, let's have a king like everybody else.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we can read that and assume that, well, maybe the elders of Israel got together, read that passage, and like, oh, okay, we've got a provision here for a king. But But, what you need to understand is that the number of people who could read in Israel in those days was probably about two. Wow. True. And the number of people who had a copy of the Bible was probably about one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this wasn't something where everybody's got a Bible, everyone knows what the Bible says, everyone knows that there's a provision there for a king, and they know the right words to use. We want to be like everybody else, so give us a king yeah wow no that's not necessarily that's what i was thinking yeah this is god actually prophesying uh what will take place in the future Mm -hmm. and making provision for them to rebel against him because you know as you said they've rebelled against me and not against you they have rejected me and not and Mm. not you samuel um so this is rebellion against god but god provided for their rebellion because he knows the future he knows human nature he knows the kinds of things that we will do all right so um Let's find out about this king. What was he to be like?
2: Yeah. Uh, continuing on in Deuteronomy chapter... 17. 17, verse 15, it says, You shall surely... Yes. Okay. So, in verse 15, it says, You shall surely set a king over you, whom the Lord your God chooses. One from among your brethren you shall set as a king over you. You may not set a foreigner over you who is not your brother, but he shall not multiply horses for himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt... Um, to multiply horses, Um, for the Lord has said to you, you shall not return that way again. Neither shall he multiply wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. Also it shall be, when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him... And he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of his law. Okay, so this is pretty unique right here. Let's, let me just this jump in. This is amazing. I read this this morning. I read in in First Samuel chapter 9. It's uh-huh, like, and uh-huh. I wrote a book. It's souls like, and he wrote a book and then he read the book. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But this is what the book is. Oh, man, praise the Lord. There you go.
0: See, see, there's every possibility that the only copy of the Bible that there was in Samuel's day was one that Samuel actually had. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he would have been familiar with this passage, and this is why he was able to instruct the king Mm. in what was actually to take place. But God repeats it to Samuel at this particular time to emphasize the point how the king was to live. In other words, the king was to have a copy of the Bible, he was to carry it with him all the time, and he was to read from it every single day. Mm. So it's that he knew how us. to... Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Okay, keep, keep going, keep going. It's, yeah, it's sure. some good, good material here. <laughs> um, ooh, here
2: we go. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Okay, um, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe all the words of his law and his statutes. Yep, read that one. That his heart may not be lifted above his brethren... Um, That he may not turn aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left hand. Um, And that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Okay, so
0: God God says, yes, you will rebel against me. And when you do rebel against me, you will ask for a king. But you don't get a king on your terms. You get a (laughs) king on my terms. And this is how a king is to live and function. Did all the kings of Israel and Judah live and function like this? No. 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 In fact, um, there was one time when they lost their one and only copy of the Bible and it was lost for like a couple of generations. (laughs) Rough. You imagine that. You imagine (laughs) that. That This is a time period when the Bible got down to. There was one time period when the Bible got down to just one copy on the entire planet and that one copy was lost. Oof. And then the king who found it had never, ever seen it. He'd never seen it. And he's like, okay, that's great. Read it. And as, he's, as the, uh, the scribe is reading it to him, he's like, oh, 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 no. And he started, suddenly started to realize just how far they were from God. Yeah. Uh, because if that, bi- that copy of the Bible and passed down from one king to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, as it was supposed to be, and they, were, uh, and they had made their own copy as they were supposed to do right here, note that they were supposed to write out their own copy of the Bible and keep it with them and read it all the time. Mm. If that had actually taken place, and if the kings were educated to read and write rather than leaving it up to the scribe, then you know this would have been avoided. There would have been multiple copies of the Scripture that uh, were available <coughs> for the kings to access and to read. Anyway, uh, this is Keith and Kristen Getty with In Christ Alone. It goes along with a Bible verse from, uh, where is it, Uh, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. He has shown you a man what is good. In
3: Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground Firm through the fiercest drought and storm What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still and striving cease My comforter, my all and all Here in the love of Christ I stand Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in hell, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on the cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was. On Him was laid Here in the death of Christ I live Bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands at victory, since Christ has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. Me home here in the part of Christ. I'll stand
0: You're listening to Keith and Kristen Getty with Alison Christ in Christ Alone. Alison and Yes Alison
2: Krauss No, but Alison Christ <laughs> Christ In is Christ, not a last okay. name Alison <laughs> Krauss is alone <laughs> Alison
0: Krauss is the presenter Alright, I'll get the there pr- <laughs> And the song I was talking about Is actually the next one I got them wrong Kathleen Canali, six, Micah 6 verse oh, Really struggling there Micah 6 and verse 8 Keep on track. Well, let's, okay, let's go let's back go. to our study about the king. Let's go to First Samuel 8. See how quickly he changes eight? the subject. Uh, that's. Oh, yeah, you want to do a clue for the quiz. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, Uh clue number four. Who am I? Which Bible character is this? I had a notice fastened to Jesus' cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth the king of the Jews. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, or text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you think you know the answer, you can of course win the prize. It's double prizes again, folks. It's double prizes again.
0: You know, I have a souvenir from Nazareth.
1: Oh, you do? Oh, I do. What is it? A number a tiny plate. Tomb? Oh, another plate. A number plate. <laughs> of course, plate. Why did I even ask?
0: From Nazareth. Wow, wow so is that a has, historical piece? Who has a number plate from Nazareth? Wow.
1: Probably Nazarites, Nazarenes.
0: Yeah, but, you know, as far as in international souvenirs go, you. probably, that's right, <laughs> that's right. If anyone else in this country has another plate that they got from Nazareth, uh, let me know. I actually got three. Oh, oh wow. Three? Oh, there is another one in Australia. I gave one to one of my good friends. So there's two of us that have one. Nice. And then I gave one to my father-in-law um, because he collects another plates as well, but he's in the United States. So wow. there's well, one in the US and there's two in one. Australia.
1: If you collect number plates, please send them to Faith of Mr. Lark and have them. No. <laughs> that's right, absolutely.
0: I have a, I have like a cool number plate collection. I've got some that are like from nineteen nineteen. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. So, like volume? a piece of paper or something, like they're just stuck on the front of the car. No,
0: or? They look just a whole lot like a number plate these days. They're oh, really, wow. really old one. Yeah, yeah. that Time was a, a U.S. one because that's why it had the date on it. But anyway, yeah, number plates. There you go. But let's move on to uh, our Bible study, First Samuel chapter eight, and where do we get up to? Uh, Mon must be your turn we to read were in again. Deuteronomy. Yeah, I know, but so we were in we were you. in First Samuel chapter eight. So let's flick back over there, and if we haven't read the, I think we've read verse ten.
1: So First Samuel chapter seventeen, you said. No, 18. <laughs> Chapter eight. Eight or eighteen. Chapter eight. 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 Okay.
0: Chapter eight. It's Numbers Monday morning. You just know when it's Monday morning.
1: Okay. All right. Samuel chapter eight.
0: Um, where did we get? Did we read verse ten? That's about rebellion?
1: Um, No, we didn't.
0: Okay, read verse 10.
1: So Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people who were asking him for a king. This is how a king will reign over you, Samuel said. The king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and his charioteers, making them run before his chariots. Some will be generals and captains in his army. Some will be forced to plow in his fields and harvest his crops, and some will will make his weapons and chariot equipment. The king will take your daughters from you and force them to cook and bake and make perfumes for you. He will take away the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his own officials. He will take a tenth of your grain and your grape harvest and distribute it among his officials and attendants. He will take your male and female slaves and demand the finest of your cattle and donkeys for his own use. He will demand a tenth of your flocks and you will be his slaves. When that day comes, you will beg for relief from this king you are demanding. But the Lord will not help you.
0: Wow. <laughs> so Samuel doesn't exactly hold back here, does no, he? No, he lays it on. He lays it on and he lays it on rather thick that this is um, a, a, a bad idea.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting to note that he, he keeps saying that, you know, a king will take away the sons, the daughters. Um, obviously, God's plan was that families shouldn't be torn apart should be kept together. That's right. Mm. Yeah.
0: And, um, of course, I get, uh, one of the big differences between a ruling monarch, a ruling king, and the time of the judges was that a ruling king would have a standing army. He would have his household soldiers mm. uh, who would be in, in his employ full time. Mm. And up until this particular point, Israel had never kept a standing army. Mm. They had uh, fought as a militia force. And the army had come together in times of need under the judges. Mm. And so they weren't trained warriors, but they didn't need to be trained warriors because God was on their side. And when they were faithful to God, they never actually lost a battle. Mm. When they were unfaithful to God, uh, then um, yeah, things went kind of pretty much south for them. And so, yeah, the Bible talks about here the king is going to come along. He's going to have his standing army. Uh, he's going to um, recruit them, he's going to take the best of your horses, the best of your cattle, the best of everything to provide for himself and his family. And, you know, keeping a royal family is actually an expensive process. Yeah. We have a royal family and they are expensive for us. Not so much for us here in Australia. I'm not sure. How, do we contribute to the to the cost of the royal family?
1: We had better not.
0: <laughs> we probably do. Like, we're in the Commonwealth. Because if so. we
1: do, it's time to declare independence day. <laughs>
0: All right, so here is uh, Mon, I will Mon, lead that
1: charge. Mon yeah. the
0: Republican coming out. I'm not a, I am not like, I quite like. This it. is
1: my moment. I always knew I'd be Queen of Australia. <laughs> I like Elizabeth.
0: I like Elizabeth. I Yeah, think she's, she's amazing. cool.
1: Lizzie ain't bad, but if we're having to pay for her little jumpsuits, then it's not on.
0: I tell you what, um, in the UK, they pay an enormous amount for the royal family. Mm hmm. Okay. It costs them a massive amount but it makes more than it costs. Yeah, tourism. They right? get return on their investment and that's why it's a good thing for them. Tourism. Absolutely, it's a huge part of it. the British yeah, royal but- family is a huge part of tourism. And what would the media have to talk about if it wasn't for the, if they had no royal <laughs> oh, family? Oh, tell me about it.
1: Every time I open Google there's some sort of news article that wants me to read about something happening with Meghan Markle. I'm so not interested. But I <laughs> If we're paying for it, I'm a bit be a little bit livid because there's no way that we're getting returns on it because it's not like no one comes to Australia to see Prince Harry here.
0: Anyway, back to our story here. I think uh, it's a good illustration here of um, exactly some of the disadvantages that there are in having a monarchy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I suspect that we do pay a fair bit towards the monarchy and I suspect that that is actually a disadvantage for us here in this country at some level, but nothing like the level that it was back in the day when a monarch had absolute power. Mm. And so Samuel runs through and he's like, okay, you can have a king for sure. In fact, you're going to get a king because you asked for a king so that you can become like all the other nations. And guess what all the other nations are like? You have kings, they have to support a large household, they're going to tax you, they're going to take your daughters, they're going to take your sons. Uh, this is not a healthy thing for this particular nation. Mm.
1: you got to get a king and then you're going to regret a king.
0: Okay, so you move from the time of the judges now to the time of the prophets. And the kings were commanded to do and to act and to live according to God's will according to God's constitution, which brings us to the verse that I was going to read before, which is in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Lawson, you got that one for us, please, there. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Oh, I'm almost there.
2: All right. You know, something that I thought was really interesting was... what you're saying Like where, where it talks about How the king Like mm-hmm. has to write all the law And like keep it with him All the time I was, I was reading in Psalm chapter 1 You know um, Blessed is the man who You know Sits not in the judgment Of the ungodly Such and such But he meditates he Meditates on, God's on the law. law of God All day Day and day, day. night day I preached night. about that On the last weekend and It was awesome But Fantastic Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 The Bible says He has shown you O man What is good And what does the Lord Require of you But to do justly
0: To love mercy And to walk humbly With your God Okay, let's think about this for a moment. When you read about the ancient monarchs, mm-hmm. you know the great pharaohs, Ramesses um, in Egypt, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, Cyrus the Persian, mm-hmm. Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, Alexander the Great, uh, you know, and and we could go, and, and those are just you know, these are all names that interacted with uh, regions where you know. Uh, the Bible story was taking place, but we could go around the world and we could name many other, you know, equally great yeah. leaders from the ancient past, from many of the other, you know, ancient empires in China mm. and Peru. George W. Bush and <laughs> Junior. We're talking about <laughs> an- <laughs> ancient here. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, you know, Central nice. America and so forth. You've got, got these Cyrus. these massive ancient empires, and when you think of these individuals, and you think of this verse right here, yes, mm-hmm. he so you a man. What is good? What the Lord requires of you, to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Do you see that taking place? Not very often. Do you think it is challenging for a king to actually fulfill this verse right here? Oh, yeah. Amongst the kings, amongst the righteous, even the really righteous kings of Judah, did, were they challenged with this verse? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yes. I think it's challenging for anyone with a high-powered position to be humble.
0: Do you think that the greatest of them all, King David himself, always followed this verse? No, nope. Definitely not. And that kind of power is a trap for everybody. But if God entrusts you with power, He has entrusted you to be a servant, to love mercy, walk humbly with your God.
3: Mm. For he has shown. What is good and His right plan? What the Lord does require? Let this be our desire To do justly
0: Back, everybody. That was BJ Thomas. He's the hand on my shoulder. And it's come to question of the day time, but before, before we, do,
1: we do, quiz time. Quiz time. Who am I? This is an excellent Who Am I quiz. I'm really enjoying this one because it's so hard. Um, this is clue number one, two, three, five. I had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. This is a person who is responsible for Jesus' flogging and the fact that he was handed over to be crucified. Give us a call, 1-800-Faith-FM. 1-800-324-843 uh, If you have a question, give us a call And um, our number here is the same And we will ask it the question of the day Which is what, Lyle, you're about to do now As soon as I find out where you've put your camera on. Oh,
0: you're going to put it on my phone?
1: Yeah, because my phone is officially full
0: Oh, okay Okay, All right. Lyle, Q yes. of the D Yes
1: Is the voice of God that leads us An audible voice?
0: Rarely that's okay. the answer to that question. It is rarely an audible voice. Sometimes it is, uh, but rarely the case. And that's really disappointing for a lot of people. The reason that is is disappointing for a lot of people is because as human beings we have this unique trait – we have a unique gift and a unique trait. The unique gift is that God has given us a brain. The un- unique trait that we have is that we don't like to use it. Yep, very lazy. And so God likes us to use our brain. He encourages us to use our brain. And he has given us a Bible. And if you look at a Bible, you're going to find that it is quite a large book. There's a lot of pages here with a lot of really useful information but we as human beings tend to be lazy and so rather than reading our bible like oh i don't want to read my bible just just god just tell me just tell me i don't want to have to go searching for this i don't want to have to think about it i don't want to have to make a decision just 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 tell me write it in letters of fire across the sky and then i will understand what it is that i should be doing in my life and god comes to us is like hey i've given you a brain go for it um, and often, you know, that, that is the case when it comes, you know, particularly, you know, some people say, well, should I follow this calling or this calling in my life? And I'm like, they're both good callings. There is nothing wrong with either of those. God's given you a brain. And the great thing about having a brain is that you get to use it and you get to make decisions and you get to make the most out of those decisions. These are both good decisions. Go with the one that you like the best. There are some basic principles that I use when I'm making decisions, and one of those that I have found that I've never really gone wrong with is by asking myself the question in this situation where I've got multiple good decisions and I don't know which one I should take. I'm just like, you know what, which one's best for my family? And that's that's kind of a principle that has never ever let me down. Make a make a decision that is based on which on, on what is the best outcome for your family. Um, Apart from the Bible, God does speak in a multitude of different ways. The primary way throughout the Bible and throughout Bible times that God speaks to his people is through the word of God, the scriptures. But God does speak to us in different ways. God speaks to us through nature. God speaks to us through our conscience. And so when you are about to do a sin, you always know that that is a sin. You always know that God is saying, no, don't do that. You don't need to be doing that right here, right now. Um, this is something that, uh, that you don't, don't want to be a part of. And in that kind of situation, it's like, yeah, okay, back out because your conscience is speaking to you and we need to practice listening to the voice of our conscience because our conscience becomes sharper the more that we use it and it becomes blunter the more that we don't use it. God speaks to us through the Bible. God speaks to us through our conscience. He speaks to us through nature. He speaks to us through other people. The Bible says, In a multitude of counsellors, there is wisdom. It's a really good and important principle. If there is something that you need counsel on and you ask ten godly people, I'm talking about godly people at this particular point, and they all say the same thing, then that's probably good, sound advice and on the big decisions of life i'd encourage you know particularly young people ask for advice don't be scared to get advice and if you start to see a recurring theme coming through this is probably god speaking through you th- to you through the multitude of counselors and on very very rare occasions of course god of course god speaks through an audible voice or through a dream or a vision uh, particularly people he calls to the gift of prophecy he often speaks through dreams and visions But uh, primarily, we're going to find all the information we need in this book right here. That is God speaking to us. This is Carly Fletcher with Great Is Your Faithfulness. You're listening to Faith FM. Let us know what your question of the day is, and we will feature it tomorrow. Surprise! We go. We're online now. Carly Fletcher, that was Great is, Great Is Your Faithfulness here on Faith FM. We have had the quiz answered, Mon.
1: Congratulations to somebody. I don't know who.
0: Corey from uh Coffs Harbour.
1: Oh, that's right, they did tell me that.
0: <laughs> I'm so
1: off with the fairies right now. Yes, congratulations, Corey from Coffs. Good on you. The answer was, of course, pilot. That's Scallywag.
0: Prize coming your way.
1: Yeah, double prize coming your way.
0: Oh, yeah. That's and speaking
1: right. of stuff giving away, and speaking of Double giveaways. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it again, Lyle. I'm just on a roll. I'm loving this double giveaway. You are just
0: you are just cleaning out the prize box. I'm
1: I'm having such a great time doing. it. I don't think I can stop anymore. We have come to the end of our show. Excuse me, and uh, we're going to give away two prizes today. Uh, I've got two books for you here. Well, these are
0: our giveaways, not our prizes.
1: Sorry, correct. These are our giveaways. Because you
0: don't need to do anything.
1: All you have to do is be the first person to call through.
0: So it's kind of like a prize.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one eight hundred Faith FM is a number. It's a speed dial competition. That's right. That's why you should save our number in your phone. But the first person is going to get two two wonderful uh, giveaways. The first one is a copy of the book 444 Surprising Quotes About the Bible, A Treasury of Inspiring Thoughts and Classic Quotations. This is really great. I love it to this That would
0: be awesome for anyone who goes to church where you just want to pull out that one liner yes. at that Ooh, appropriate yeah, yeah, point. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, And then to go or, along or, or with a, it. Or a
0: bulletin editor or a church elder who stands oh, yes. at the front. Or just or, someone who
1: wants to educate themselves a bit more yeah. and be inspired. Uh-huh. Um, and to go along with that so you can fact-check... Uh, is an actual copy of the Bible. This is a New King James uh, copy. It's uh, red and white cover, really beautiful cover. Um, a beautiful book. Uh, both of them really great. Give us a copy. Or oh, this, or oh, this one. It has sectional headings, translator footnotes, plan of salvation in thirty days with Jesus reading plan. So that's just just a sort little of, you know preview of what's happening in the Bible. Give us a call now. You can get both of those one eight hundred Faith FM. You can also call that number if you want to learn more about the Bible. Uh, we can set you up with our free Bible studies. Uh, right here in a group setting or one-on-one or just online or in paper format. Give us a call.
0: Waking
3: up another As anybody can sing more of what